Glory, glory, glory to the King of Kings. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, may God the Father who authored salvation, may God the Son who accomplished salvation, may God the Holy Spirit who applies salvation, bless our hearts, minds, and souls that we hear and receive Your Word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Greetings and peace in the name of Jesus, who is the Lord of His church. Have you ever had a bad seat? You ever go to a movie? You ever go to a show or went to a ballpark, maybe in a nosebleed section? You got what you paid for. You relate to that? Ever been put in a bad position where you maybe couldn't see how things were going on? There's some bad positions, and I'm talking about ball games. You ever been to a baseball game at Wrigley Field? I went to a ball game there many years ago and happened to sit right next to one of their supporting beams. I can maybe only see like 60% of the game. There's two pictures of Wrigley Field there. Also, what would it be like to sit behind the fair pole? And honestly, I didn't call it the foul pole because if the ball hits that, it's still fair. It's foul when it doesn't hit it, and you're not able to see part of the game. In the upper right, you see a picture of Ohio State Stadium. That is a literal seat. That's just how it's designed. It was designed many years ago. But I think it's sort of good if you're a Michigan fan because not much of a game to see if Michigan plays at Ohio State anyway. So, I mean, no offense. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) A couple years ago, I took a group of kids. uh, We were at a national youth gathering in Orlando, Florida. And and the day before, uh, we went to Universal uh, Theme Park. And there's two sections to it. You ever been there, Universal in Florida? There's one that's like the movie studios. You can see all the movie stuff. And the other is called Islands of Adventure with all the high thrill park rides. Well, one group wanted to go to the movie part and another couple kids wanted to go to the Islands of Adventure. And they sent me with them. And there we are in line for Spider-Man. And Spider-Man is this really cool 3D ride, sort of like uh, animatronics, a cartoon ride where you sit in a pod and you feel like you're part of the Spider-Man cartoon. Pretty cool. And I was waiting in line there for three hours. I was in a really bad position. And there was a young man from another youth group, and he, he was staying at a hotel that was part of the universal system. And he said, well, since I'm staying at the hotel, I get a special fast pass. And while you guys have been waiting in line for three hours, I already rode it three times. Ah, just be quiet. Never been in a bad position. However, in my life, I've had times where I've been seated in a great position. It was a number of years ago when I was at DCE at the University of Iowa in Iowa City. And um, there's a young man actually from our congregation. And he called me up and said, Kurt, do you know who this is? I think so. Well, he says, I'm now one of the student managers for the Ohio State basketball team. And said, you know what? I'm in town. I said, I know that because Ohio State's playing at University of Iowa, Iowa Hawkeye Carverini. He goes, well, I have good news for you. We plan on going to the game. I said, yes, but my wife and I, we had the nosebleed seats, you know, way up. He goes, well, I happen to have three VIP tickets for you and your wife and a friend. I said, cool. It was a really beautiful day in February. And so then I went to Hawkeye Carvery Museum, and there was three tickets for us at the VIP stand, VIP booth. And there we sat with the Ohio State bench. That was a great ticket to have. Unfortunately, he lost. But still, it was really a good, good time. 
And then a couple years ago, I took my family to Disney World, and uh, we stayed at Saratoga Spring. You ever been to Disney World or stayed at the resort? And if you stay at the resort, that night from midnight to 2, anyone who's staying at the resort, the park is open for, and the rest have to leave. And we were literally walking on rides, and like we went to Space Mountain, they kept us on it for two, three times because no one's in line behind us. Those were great seats and great positions. Because in our life, sometimes... We have really bad seats and really bad positions. We have great seats and great positions. And I think that reminds us of what you just heard from the prophet Isaiah. And the prophet Isaiah, God's messenger, was in a really bad position. He's in a temple of God, and thus he realized the total awe and majesty of God and that he was a sinner. And he felt the presence of God, and he realized, compared to God's majesty and glory, that he was a sinner. He's in a really bad position. But then he got placed into a really great position. He's in a very mysterious and majestic and miraculous way. An angel of God flew to the altar, the same altar in which you and I received blessings. And the angel of God took tongs, and he took a burning coal from the altar, and he flew it, and he touched Isaiah's lips. He said, be cleansed, because Isaiah, like you and I, We are people of unclean lips. And he touched his lips and said, you are holy and you are forgiven. He was in a bad position and he went to a great position. He went from one of fear to God to one in a relationship with God. And you and I here, we're also in a bad position because we are all here sinners. We all deal with sin and we all sin. And if you heard what Jesus told Nicodemus, and Nicodemus wanted to see the kingdom of God and Jesus said, flesh is born of flesh. You and I are born into sin. By our sin, we are alienated from the God, the creator of the world, the God's majesty and awe. But that's not the end of the story. Much like Isaiah, you and I have been placed into a great position. How? We received his mercy. We're baptized in the what? Can you read it with me? In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're placed in a great position And so Isaiah's response was, here I am, Lord, send me, send me. Now I'm going to jump back to that position we're in because some people asked me, and I mentioned before, why why are you wearing a carnation, Pastor Muse? What's up with the rose? Well, yesterday our eighth grade graduated, and Thursday night I was the speaker for St. Paul Lutheran School in Napoleon, their graduation about 13 miles that way. I told our eighth grade graduates, and I'll tell you too, that We, by faith in Jesus, we are placed into a great position because we are forgiven and we are redeemed. We are seated with Christ. We have mind, our mind set on our mind set on things of Christ. We're in a great position by faith. That's where God has put us. And when we realize that, like Isaiah, we say, Here I am, Lord, send me, send me. Now this is a theme verse for our eighth graders. I will strengthen you and help you from Isaiah forty one ten. What are we called to do? Well, we're called in that position to serve others. We're called to have goals. And so the question for us is, where are we headed? Well, I'm going to look to the great Dr. Martin Luther because I think he reflects that for you and I who are placed in a great position by God's grace. Can you read the first part with me? A Christian is a perfectly free Lord of all, subject to none. Stop right there. You see, for you and I believers, we are no longer under the curse of the law. The law no longer has power over us. It can no longer convict us against God. It can no longer bring us shame. While we obey, where we keep the law in faith, 
We are free. We're perfectly free. We're subject to none. We are heirs of salvation. And no one, not even demons in hell, can take that away from us. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ. For those who are baptized and those who are in faith, we totally are free. You are forgiven. You are free and you are redeemed. We are redeemed in Christ. And also Luther says we're subject to none. But then Luther flips the subject, and I think he maybe pulls from Isaiah, that while Isaiah was touched by the call of God and said, you are forgiven, you and I are forgiven, yet at the same time the response is, here I am, Lord, send me. Read the second part of this with me. A Christian is a perfectly dutiful servant of all, subject to all. So while you and I are redeemed and forgiven, we're also placed in a position like Isaiah What do we do with that? Here I am, Lord. Send me, send me. Let me serve. You and I are placed in a position now where we're forgiven and redeemed, and we are here to serve everyone. Notice we're now a dutiful servant of all by God's grace. Here I am, Lord. Send me, send me. That's what Isaiah says. In other words, forward in faith. In other words, send me. This is where we are. Why? Because God is a perfectly dutiful servant of all. Because God serves us. And today we mark Trinity Sunday. And what is that? Remember God the Father who created us, God the Son who redeemed us, and God the Holy Spirit who sanctifies us. Or another way of saying that is, the Holy Spirit points us to Christ, Christ gives us the access to the Father, And the Father in love grants us eternal life in mansions. That is the seating that you and I have been given by faith in Christ through his grace. We've been touched by his call and redeemed. So the question is, what does that look like now to be a perfectly dutiful servant of all? And that is to which God has called us. That's what Isaiah said. Here I am, Lord, send me. What does that mean to be a perfectly dutiful servant of all? Well, I keep the Ten Commandments. Notice I didn't say obey them, but keep them. We're in a covenant relationship with God. Can you go through the Ten Commandments with me? You shall have no other what? What you honor and worship in your heart, that is God. Do not misuse the name of the Lord, your what? Or another way of saying it, you shall not take the name of the Lord, your God, in what? Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it. Yeah, we come to God's house to hear. Honor your Father and... Do not kill. Do not commit. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness against your... In the ninth and tenth, I'm going to put them together. Do not what? Covet. What does it mean to be a dutiful servant of all? Keep the Ten Commandments. God in my heart, respect the name into which we are baptized, and in God's house he brings me his blessings. To my neighbor... Respect those in authority. Do not harm someone else's life. Honor God's gift of sexuality in his institution of marriage. Do not take other people's property. Instead, help them maintain and restore their property. Do not hurt someone's reputation and be pleased and blessed with what you have. That's how we are servants of all. Keep the Ten Commandments. No, I didn't say the Ten Suggestions or the Ten Options. There are Ten Commandments. What else does it mean to be a dutiful servant of all? Well, partake in the means of grace. Come to God's house to be forgiven. Hear his word. Remember your baptism and partake in the Lord's Supper where he brings his own body and blood to us. And finally, remember the position that I am in. Remember where you are. 
So I know the eighth graders aren't here today, but that's why I spoke to them. I speak the same thing to you. They've been given a great position. They've been given a great Christian education. They're confirmed. They heard the word. They believed. And this is what it means to be a dutiful servant of all. Remember the position that I am. Do you remember the story Lion King? Are you familiar with that? You know what I'm talking about? Do you remember Scar tricked Simba and Simba went out into the wilderness in shame? And then Nala came out looking for food and found him and said, what are you doing here? And he's too ashamed of what happened. And who was that monkey? Rafiki, right? Rafiki came and banged him on the head and said, what are you doing, Simba? You do not belong here. You are the king. You need to get back to where you are. Remember who you are. We all need to remember who we are. What? Forgiven and redeemed by Christ and a dutiful servant of all. Always remember that. The position and seating we have. Forgiven and redeemed to be a servant of all where God has seated us. Can you read this with me? And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Jesus Christ. What a blessing that is for us in faith. And finally, how about this for a closing thought? Since then you have been raised up with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, and all God's people say this Trinity Sunday, Amen.